What's up, everyone? This is Lan here with another episode of Cheeseheads Weekly. Um, yeah, uh, not as quite as exciting of an episode as we've had, you know, the last few times, but uh, episode 46 for us, and uh, yeah, I guess we'll just we'll get into it. There's still plenty to talk about around the NFL and with the Packers as well, and so uh, I'm kind of excited for that, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it here uh, in a moment. To start things off, I'd like you to check out the Q&As and the polls on Spotify only, but uh, most of my listeners are on Spotify, and if you're listening on Spotify, you can participate in those, and those are a lot of fun. Uh, be sure to check those out, um, you know, a little bit of discussion and uh, getting the listeners involved, which is a lot of fun. There's also a link in the description of every episode, every platform, to send in a voice message, very simple to do and very fun. Uh, I can play the episodes on the show uh, as well, and uh, that makes things uh, interesting as well. So uh, feel free to do that. Uh, it can be a question or really whatever you want it to be. And uh, yeah, um, this is you know kind of down the stretch run, and you can ask me. It doesn't even have to be about the Packers. Anything about the NFL, I will answer your questions. Um, to the best of my ability, of course. Just ask what my take is on something, too. You know, whatever you want. Uh, the show is available pretty much everywhere you get your podcasts, except for Amazon Music. Uh, new episodes out every Tuesday. You can hit the bell on Spotify or YouTube. The show is available on YouTube as well. YouTube.com slash underscore weekly. You can subscribe for sure on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. And um, hopefully we can start video podcasting before too long. We'll see how that goes. Um, definitely will take a little bit more time. So, yeah, we'll see how that works. Um, but for now, you know, the episodes are still available on YouTube. And you can subscribe, hit that bell to be notified when a new episode comes out. Tell your friends about the show. That is uh, big. And uh, if you got you got friends that you think would enjoy the show sure to tell them about it and it's a great way to get the show out to more people uh rate the show and you can follow us on a bunch of different social media platforms um but pretty much the only one i actually use is instagram at she says underscore weekly uh check that out and you can check out the website. has all the episodes, all the places where you can subscribe uh, to the show. And that is craigcove.net slash cheeseheads. All right, we'll get into my reactions. Packers uh, did take a loss. Uh, they lost 24-22 to the New York Giants um, in New York. And uh, kind of what I would call a brutal loss. Um, they were not great at all. And um, so we'll talk about that here. Really, we're not great on any on all three phases. And uh, you, Matt Lafleur, talked about it after the game. And we'll get into some of that in a little bit. If we're looking at player performances, obviously I like to talk about Jordan Love. Uh, Jordan Love did not have a good game at all. And um, I think he'll bounce back. I really do. But um, it didn't look good. He was inaccurate most of the night, missing some easy throws. I'm sure Cowherd will be on him um, after this one for sure. 
His completion percentage wasn't terrible, actually, 64.1, but 218 passing yards, one passing touchdown, a really bad-looking interception, and a passer rating of 76.7. He went uh, 25 for 39, also took two sacks as well. Um, uh, we have A.J. Dillon. I'll just mention him again. The guy continues to look explosive and quick on his feet. I am amazed at, um, how good he's looked. Um, he just, uh, in the run game, it was a little bit tough sledding. Uh, Patrick Taylor looked better than him in the run game, was ripping off chunk runs, and A.J. Dillon, you know, two, three, four yards, but he was still getting it done, positive plays, and uh, uh, really a uh, nice game. And had another big reception of 35 yards. Um, he just kind of a little bit like last time took it, kind of jumped over a guy sort of, um, just a really nifty little move. And, uh, you know, for a guy with his with legs of, legs of that size and uh, just took off. Uh, yeah, showed a little bit of speed burst during the side, um, you know, down the sideline, and uh, you don't want to be in his way when he's got ahead of steam, man, because he is big, and uh, I think at least one or two Giants got to feel that. Uh, he just banged right into one and gained another extra two yards or so before being brought down. So, yeah, AJ's a beast, man, and. Uh, I'd say keep getting the ball, in the ball in space in the passing game because he's doing some good things with it. Uh, only two receptions. He actually had two receptions for 25 yards because one reception was a really bad failed screen pass. Uh, he fell down coming out of the backfield, and then uh, Love still tried to throw it to him as he was under pressure, and he, A.J. was swarmed, lost 10 yards on the play. So that was not a great one. Uh, we also got Tucker Craft in here. A uh, really nice day from him. Four for 64. Had a big explosive 43-yarder to uh, set up their comeback opportunity. Um, yeah, they were down um, by, what, eight? Uh, they went down and uh, got a field goal. I believe they got clutch field goal by Anders Carlson from 48 yards out after he had missed a... 45-yarder earlier, and um, then uh, I believe there's the next drive, a big-time fumble recovery, um, or maybe that was to set up the field goal. I honestly don't remember, and uh, I feel like I should be remembering this, but um, I'll check here in a minute once it comes back up. Uh, so we had a, okay, so that fumble, um, sorry, Green Bay fumble. There we go. Fumble, yep, and after the, it was after the field goal. Then a Saquon Barkley fumble, big time return by Valentine. Uh, they go nine plays, 36 yards, able to grind out the touchdown. Um, uh, yeah and a few incomplete passes um first uh did did uh miss um to Malik Heath Malik Heath on second and goal uh the throw went to him he caught the pass 
but just wasn't wasn't uh you know um can't think of the word got a little bit overconfident i guess didn't tuck it you know didn't make sure he held on didn't complete the catch and he got batted away before that uh happened and so it was ruled incomplete and love threw a pass beautiful ball um i heard the broadcaster saying it was like an all-out blitz from the giants i heard them saying Jaden reed was wide open he went right back to malik heath who um, made a terrific catch pretty good coverage but a really nice ball and probably his best throw of the night jordan loves best throw of the night and uh yeah just um terrific catch from malik heath uh to stay in bounds and get the score uh fell down hit the ref knocked the ref over and uh, lost his helmet and he was streaking around the field um like an excited kid from a peewee squad or something i don't know like the guy was hyped after that touchdown so excited for him uh and so uh yeah malik heath uh i did do some bold predictions for once um had time to go live on instagram and uh did did uh my three bold predictions Two of those seem really dumb now. Looking back on it, I predicted a huge game from Jordan Love. If I known it would have been it was going to be windy, I wouldn't have put that out there. But either way, it was just a bad game from Jordan Love. Can't blame that on the wind. And I think especially at the end of the game, the wind pretty much died down, and there wasn't much much of it left uh, to hinder the throws. And I mean, Tommy DeVito was out there slinging it just fine. So, um, yeah. Uh, just a rough game for the Packers, but I predicted a big game for Jordan Love. Predicted five sacks for the Packers defense. My goodness, they did not get a single sack against this beat up uh, Giants offensive line. There were a few times where they'd get pressure right away, instantly on Devito, and they'd just run right by him. They would not even touch the guy. It was like, oh yeah, we got pressure on him right here, and that just yeah, it didn't happen, and so. I was uh, very unhappy with uh, uh, some of the way that pressure was working out there, and uh, so I think they could, they need to, they need to uh, do a little better at that. You know, contain quarterback containment. If they face running quarterbacks, they're just toast. Um, I guess they're used to. Of course, they did face Patrick Mahomes a few weeks ago. It just did not look good. Devito was the the Giants leading rusher up until a uh, a 34 yard run Saquon Barkley he got loose at the end of the game they couldn't stop the run at all and uh, they had been bottling up Barkley pretty well but uh, he got loose at the end of the game when it mattered and uh, DeVito was running wild all night um, yeah Wandale Robinson had a 32-yard run as well, and he was also 6-for-79 in the passing game, had a 32-yard grab, and a huge grab right at the end of the game to put Giants well within field goal range and uh, to boot the field goal through. Defense could not get the stop in a critical situation. The defense is not looking good, and I think this is as good as time of his end as good a time as any to talk about Joe Barry's future in Green Bay. Um, I will get there in a second. I guess I'll go over my players of the game first. 
First of all, I did want to mention Keyshawn Nixon. I was very disappointed with his performance on defense um, and on special teams. Um, the Packers got got a stop, forced the Giants punt after they received the ball after in the second half to start the second half. And then, uh, so they punt. Keyshawn Nixon muffs the punt, picks it back up, um, falls on it, whatever, picks it back up, and then he tries to get up and try to run with it. And immediately gets stripped again. Did not have the ball tucked because he's picking up the ball uh, as he's getting up. Bang. They knock it out and recover the fumble. Ball bounces around all over the place. And really bad luck for Nixon. He could have completely limited the damage. Like, the, it wouldn't have even mattered. He could have dropped it, fell on it, which is what he did. And then he got up holding the ball out for them to hit. And, yeah, that was rough. So, um... Yeah, not a good look for Keyshawn Nixon. He was not good on defense, consistently got beat by Wandale Robinson, and they could not stop Wandale Robinson at all. Uh, Just was not great. Uh, So I guess I'll go players of the game. Um, We have number one here. I'm going to go with, um, let me see. This is actually really hard. There's not very many players of the game. Number one is Tucker Craft, though. Big play near the end of the game. Um, I forget. It was not on their touchdown drive. Maybe to set up that field goal, I think. Um, 43-yard. You know, he caught the ball in traffic and then somehow stayed on his feet, absorbing the contact, staying on his feet. And, uh, yeah, just... Just uh, kept on rumbling down the field. He looks really good, and he didn't have that, you know, little stumble that you see Luke Musgrave do so often after he catches a nice pass down the field. Kind of stumbles. Nope, he he kept his balance and kept right on rolling, and it was really good. Uh, really nice play by Tucker Craft, and it sounds like, you know, they have a little bit of a jack-of-all-trades there. He was catching a few passes, uh, caught four of them, and uh, he looked really good all night. Um, and also he's really improved as a blocker too. I'm really excited for Tucker Craft, and he's improved immensely since the beginning of the year. Really stepped up since Musgrave uh, got hurt. Uh, number two, I'm going to go with Samori right? I did not talk about him yet, and <laughs> on the box score doesn't look great. Two for 22, but I thought he was gaining separation. I believe Love missed him twice in the end zone for what would have been a deep touchdown. Um, could have had him. One, he was under pressure, so I don't, I don't read into that one too much there. Uh, Love was under pressure, had to make a guy miss, and th- so the throw was a little bit late, and uh, Toure couldn't bring it down inbounds. Um, the second one, he had him. He had him with plenty of room to spare. He throws that thing a little sooner and puts a little bit more under it. Samori Toure had a step, and instead it was a little bit short and allowed the defender to make a play on the ball, and it was broken up. So Toure could have had a bigger game. I thought he was creating separation from what I could see. You know, I can't watch every every player, you know, at every time. I can't watch all the film, whatever. But uh, from what I saw just by watching the game, uh, Toure looked pretty good. Uh, number three on offense. We are going to go with, there's a few players I could go with, but I'm going to go with Patrick Taylor. I thought he was running really well. He was also 2 for 22 in the passing game. Had a 16-yard uh, catch. Uh, Toure did as well. 
and uh, yeah, really nice, really nice uh, game, you know, Patrick Taylor pretty much made the most of all his opportunities, averaged 7.5 a carry, was 4 for 30 in the run game, had a long of 14 yards, he looked pretty good for a guy that's not really um, known for his athleticism and dynamic running ability. Um, Darnell Savage, I think, was pretty solid out there on defense. Um, him and Isaiah McDuffie, I'll put them up there. They, uh, were tied for the lead in total tackles. And, uh, Darnell Savage, I saw him making a few tackles. Some of them are clean-up tackles, but, I mean, uh, that's kind of what you got to do. And from what I saw, his tackling was sound. He was in there making a few big plays. Isaiah McDuffie was, too, making plays in the backfield. He was impactful in the run game, at least early on in the game. And um, I guess I will go with Kenny Clark. Darnell Savage, Isaiah McDuffie, Kenny Clark. He probably should be number one. Only three total tackles, three solo tackles, but two tackles for loss. He was impactful again. He had pressures on the quarterback. Uh, just couldn't finish any with sacks, but, uh, yeah, he was, he was making some plays out there, and, uh, yeah, just, you know, pushing guys around, you know, and, uh, kind of doing Kenny Clark stuff, quietly getting done without lighting up the stat sheet. Okay, let's talk about Joe Barry, and, you know, just Matt LaFleur, so I've, I've thought, you know, I thought at the end of last season they should have got rid of Joe Barry. They, you know, ended the season on a high note defensively, but, you know, you could tell that their defense still wasn't dominant, dominant. You know, there weren't the defense that we wanted them to be even. Um, especially in that last game against the Lions kind of showed. And so I was like, we got to get rid of this guy. My floor was like, no, nope, we're going to bring him back. And uh, so I was like, oh, all right, whatever. I'll roll with it. And I don't want him to be here. I don't think he should be here. I don't think that's the right move. But you know what? Uh, we can we can uh, deal with it. And it's Jordan Love's first year, whatever. They're not going to be good anyway. And I'll just kind of uh, go with it and not just blast Joe Barry all the time and go crazy because, you know what? He's going to be here for this year. That's just what's, That's just kind of the way it is, What the way it's going to be, so... Uh, we'll just we'll just roll with that. But uh, it turns out that uh, Joe Barry is not the answer uh, yet again. Uh, we saw in this game that especially that last drive, they completely um, completely just fell apart defensively and just some mistakes uh, scheme wise. Now Matt Lafleur, an interesting press conference. Uh, an interesting press conference here from Matt LaFleur. Uh, I believe it was, uh, it's on the Green Bay Packers channel. Okay, yeah, just a little bit ago, not too long ago. So today, uh, Tuesday, press conference, Matt LaFleur. Um, so he had, he uh, got asked the question, uh, what did you think of the defense? What, what, what did you want to see them do better, um, you know, on that final drive? He's like, well, uh, would have been nice if we could have stopped them. And uh, he went on to say, uh, you know, just just a few things. And then uh, stop, short short pause, and then uh, a reporter asks, uh, well, actually, no. <laughs> that was, yeah, he was asked that. And uh, he, he mentioned 
mentioned uh, that it would be nice to stop, and then he kind of went in. He did give him a little bit of detail, went into it. Um, said first two plays, check downs, no big deal. Um, then the next play, they uh, they called man coverage. He said Joe. He said his name. He's like, yeah, Joe called. Joe called man coverage. Um, and you can watch it yourself because it's, it's too bad you can't just play. Uh, these videos on the show, you know, <laughs> but um, because it was really interesting, you have to watch it for yourself. I can post a link in the description, um, and just uh, he he uh, yeah, Joe called man coverage, and then then we were playing way off, like they were playing way off um, the corners were, and so it was way off man coverage. And, um, which is not something you want to be doing. You can't be giving up big plays like that, um, uh, chunk plays like that, letting them get down the field. Um, you still got to be aggressive in those situations, um, because if they do, they can do chunk plays, still get in field goal range and boot the field goal and win. Um, and so then, and then the next play, they called man again, um, and then that was the big play to Wandale Robinson down the sideline, catch and run, and easily within field goal range. And then a little pause, um, and a reporter asks, was that by the, the corner's own choice, or was that the call for the corners to be off so far? And Matt Floor, you know, he, he kind of just, uh, um, you know, the big um in there, and then he's, and then he's got a little grimace. He's grimacing, and, and then he's like, um, you know, we just got to be better. We just got to be better. And I was like, wow, uh, that's just, yeah. He said that is something we're just going to have to get corrected. That is his direct quote. Um, that is, we if we're calling man, we got, uh, yeah, we got to just, uh, we got to play closer. And I was like, oh, he kind of almost called Joe out earlier, and then he won't He won't say. I mean, if he's not saying, that's got to be on Joe. That's on Barry. And, that, and I love that so much because that makes me, that is what I'm worried about the most after this season is that the defense will be playing well enough that Matt LaFleur's like, eh, we'll let Joe Barry stay around. I'm like, no way. I don't want Joe Barry around another year. And uh, the defense, I figured he'd still be fired. Defense hasn't been great, but they haven't been terrible, terrible, okay? Um, obviously, they've been able to win games against the Lions and Chiefs. So if you have a really trash defense against those offenses, you're gonna, uh, you're not going to be winning those games. So uh, the, that, that, um, kind of answer and the way the press conference played out made me think that yes Matt LaFleur is finally ready to get rid of Joe Barry after this year um I really do hope that is the case and I am here for it all right so there's that a little bit of something about Joe Barry um I will talk Sunday night football just briefly Eagle Eagles Cowboys uh to my great astonishment the Cowboys just absolutely demolished the Eagles um keep in mind this was in Dallas uh so Cowboys have been really good at home 
Uh, Eagles are in the midst of a big, really tough stretch of games. They just played the 49ers and had a brutal loss then. They've been tired. They look tired in that game. Uh, you got to give some credit to the Cowboys. They got it done. Um, will they do it in the playoffs? Um, I guess we'll just have to watch and find out because I'm still not all in on the Cowboys. Um, I will admit that they are probably a little bit better than the Eagles, but if I'm not mistaken, the Cowboys schedule gets a little bit tougher here, and I will look it up here in a minute. Um... But yeah, if the Cowboys play some tougher games, they could, you know, they could lose some. And this Eagles team is tired. They haven't been playing up to previous Eagles standard. Um, You know, everyone on the Eagles side would say that. Um, Which is not really an excuse because they got smoked. They they did. Uh, 33-13. Cowboys upcoming schedule, though. They do play the Bills. And then they play the Dolphins. They play the Lions and then play uh, the Commanders. Uh, we don't need to worry about that game. Um, so, I'm interested in all of those games, really. Dolphins just got done losing to the Titans on Monday Night Football here, which is um, trouble. I predicted them to get in the Super Bowl. I forget. I, don't, I didn't predict them to win the Super Bowl, but I predicted them to get into the Super Bowl, I think. And... Uh, Yikes! Uh, if uh, they're not gonna win the Super Bowl, I mean, I don't even. What is the record now? Anyway, like the Dolphins, man. Um, let me just check here real quick if I can find the record. Maybe I can't. But they lost twenty-eight twenty-seven to the Titans of all teams. That is rough, and yeah, we'll see how that how that goes uh, for them here. They play the Jets next, then Cowboys, then the Ravens, then the Bills. So some tough games. If they can beat the Cowboys or Ravens or Bills, I will be pretty happy with the Dolphins. So um, I'm more interested in, you know, like the Bills-Cowboys game. Um, And then that, uh, what was the other game here? Uh, Against the Lions. That's another NFC game. That could be interesting to watch. Um, I think the Cowboys win that one. I do think they're better than the Lions. Lions just got done losing to the Bears. They're falling apart. Uh, so right now it looks like 49ers, Cowboys, Eagles, Lions. Um, and Lions could fall even farther than that. Uh, so, yeah. Will the Cowboys make the Super Bowl? Absolutely not. Will they play in the NFC Championship game? That is possible pretty possible but are they going to beat the 49ers no there's no way there's absolutely no way they're going to beat the 49ers i mean in my mind okay anything's possible in football but i don't think they can beat the 49ers i don't see it and cowboys in the playoffs just aren't good and if they if they get the number one seed and they're playing at home they get home field advantage that is another story and that they're still in the running for that for sure uh, but right now, 49ers are in the one seed. If the 49ers are in the one seed, there's no chance Cowboys are beating them in the championship game in the NFC. <coughs> so, uh, I would have never predicted the Cowboys to get this far. The fact that they're this far is 
fantastic. Great job, Cowboys. Uh, you won't be making the Super Bowl, and uh, fans don't overreact. Okay. Um. All right. Uh, let's talk. I got one more. One more uh, interesting uh, thing to talk about. Actually, I did want to mention the Packers uh, after their, their that touchdown on Malik Heath. Um, they had a chance. They went for two point conversion, and uh, I want to talk a little bit about the play call on the on the two point conversion because two point conversion would have made it a three point game, and the field goal would have only tied it at twenty four. They didn't make the two point conversion because they went a jet sweep or reverse something like that. Uh, to Jaden Reed, and they had been doing that all night. Jaden Reed was getting hit behind the line of scrimmage. He had one one time it worked for a 20-yard score. Other than that, he was getting, like, about nothing, and uh, the, the uh, Giants were just sniffing it out. For some reason, Matt LaFleur called that play there. I don't understand why. Jordan Love uh, just for my observation, is a pretty clutch player. I think they can actually be pretty good in the playoffs and in big situations like this, maybe better than they were with Rodgers because I think Jordan Love is pretty clutch. Uh, you saw that comeback versus the Saints. Obviously, he led this touchdown drive after you know having a really off night, but he did lead this touchdown drive you know at the end of the game to keep them in it with an amazing throw to Heath. Why don't you give the ball to Love? I realize they're going all out blitz. That's what you're expecting, and you're afraid of that. But that reverse, for sure, has not been working all night. You gotta at least put the ball in Love's hands and just let him try to make something happen, whether it be throw or run. Uh, yeah, he's been pretty clutch, and uh, I don't quite understand that play call, especially since it hadn't been working too much uh, on the night. But uh, that was a little bit of a side note. Should have talked about that earlier. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. The Patrick Mahomes meltdown. Uh, Kadarius Tony was called offsides um, on a fantastic play where Kelsey caught a pass, chucked it over across the field on a lateral to Kadarius Tony, who walked in for a touchdown, uh, potentially game-winning touchdown. And Patrick Mahomes was screaming at the refs, cursing at the refs, uh, slamming his helmet, uh, and just had to be held back by teammates. Complete meltdown like I've never seen for Patrick Mahomes. I've never seen him get very heated at all. I mean, I'm sure he talks trash a little bit, you know, getting in guys' faces like everyone does, but man, oh man, he completely lost it. He completely lost it. And, uh, so... I wanted to talk about this a little bit. Uh, Mahomes, let's just talk about the play first. All right, we'll get to that. Um, so the play, um, fantastic play. Here's the deal. Uh, to be completely fair, the game was not over after, even if they made that touchdown. Uh, there was still, um, I believe, a minute 35 or 45 on the clock, or maybe it was 25. Boy. I completely forget now. I was thinking 45 initially. Uh, but at at the minimum, 125 left on the clock. It was 2nd and 10. Bills still had two timeouts. So that's still plenty of time for Josh Allen and the Bills to get down and kick a field goal. I mean, 
Um, obviously, you want that touchdown and that kind of end. But it's second and ten. Like, what are we doing? We can. Uh, we still have a chance to make a play here. We still have a chance to move the football, get the first down. That play happened on uh, second and ten, so that would have made it uh, third and fifteen, I believe, because offsides and the loss of the down, which is a rough situation to be to be sure. But uh, the game was not over there, and even if they did score the touchdown, the game was still not over. Ah, uh, wow, Patrick Mahomes. Went crazy, and the call was not a bad call. And uh, Mahomes and Reed, um, at least Mahomes, admitted it afterwards, uh, very grudgingly. But pretty much was, they both kind of uh, gashed the refs. And uh, after the game, uh, saying, you know, it's not great for the NFL. You gotta, you gotta let, just let people play at the end of the games. Uh, what about the Super Bowl? Uh, I call against Juju Smith-Schuster on James Bradbury. We talked about that on the show. Um, Patrick Mahomes has gotten pretty much every every one of those calls gone his way, and he's just, like, so unhappy. Um, uh, they did have a pass interference call against uh, Valdez-Scantling that was not called. Um, clear pass interference, Valentine on Valdez-Scantling in the game against the Packers. Um uh, that wasn't called, but then a call did go their way. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was hit inbounds. Uh, the refs called it um, unnecessary roughness, personal foul, 15 yards automatic first down, which is a big-time penalty. Uh, so I don't know what Mahomes is getting mad about. Like, uh, he hasn't had very many calls that have not gone his way in his career, and uh Really what it is, it's just a testament to how bad those receivers are. Kadarius Toney just is not good. He clearly lined up offsides. Uh, according to Andy Reid, he did not check with the refs prior to the offsides call. I mean, he wasn't looking at the refs. He was just doing his thing, lining up, you know, almost a yard too far. Like, he was on the other side of the line. He was lining up at the defense. Like, what was he doing? He was in front of the ball. He could not see the ball. If he went straight across, his foot was right in front of the ball, right where the ball was, and toes right in front of it, you know, like all the way. So uh, it was clear offsides. Now, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid would, you know, argue uh, for, they would argue, you know, maybe uh, that offsides is never called, but this year it has been, You got, and... I mean, you should know by now that if you're, if you are, uh, um, if you're off sides by that much, it's going to get called, okay? Especially this season with the NFL cracking down on rules. I get people don't like it, but um, refs have taken a lot of heat this year. This is not on the refs. It is squarely on Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes. And Andy Reid, I was not impressed with his uh just kind of blaming the rest afterward. I mean, that is really embarrassing. It was just just embarrassing for Mahomes and Reed, two uh, guys who I can consider to be, you know, class acts, uh, good good football, you know, uh, really good QB coach pairing and uh, great uh, great guys for the NFL. But, um, wow, did things go go uh, offsides on that one. <laughs> 
but just not great for the NFL right there. That's what's not great for the NFL. And uh, Mahomes did regret it afterwards. Of course he did, but you just can't do that in the moment. And uh, uh, the truth is, um, it's not um, bad to get like upset. You know, I'd be upset if we didn't make a touchdown. You know, I'm sure. Uh, Every team in the NFL, you know, when they make a touchdown and it's holding and it gets called back, I'm, the team's upset. But you know what? It's a penalty. And uh, you just, that's just, you got to roll with it. And he completely lost his mind. So, uh, yeah, uh, that was rough. And um, hopefully Mahomes will uh, learn from the situation, never do it again. But I can understand, you know, he's frustrated with all the losing and the receivers have been have dropped 33 pot passes on the season. I mean, the count just keeps going up every week. Um, you ask me, Rashi Rice as their only legit receiver, and he's dropped a few passes. You know, he's a rookie. Um, uh, young guys make mistakes, but Tony is not the answer. Valdez Scantling is not the answer. Uh, they got to do something about their receiver room in the off season, but uh, yeah, they're just not a good football team at wide receiver. Uh, right now and um, just kind of the way it is and they're gonna have to learn how to take losses because wow that was not that was not great but that will about do it for me today Uh, thanks for listening to the show and uh, be sure to tell your friends about the show you can rate the show follow on instagram check out the website and um, new episode will be out next tuesday packers will be playing tampa bay in Lambeau Field uh, next Sunday at 1 o'clock Eastern. So be sure to stay tuned to my for my reaction after the game there um, on Tuesday, next Tuesday. And uh, I'll talk to you later. Go Pack Go! Mm-hmm.